What's up, Redemption? How you doing? John Hendricks here, as always, for a brand new episode of the Threshing Floor Podcast. This is the Big 50, number 50, and I've got my buddy Rob M. of Rob M. Studios, and we're going to be laying the roadmap for this upcoming tournament season with states and regionals, going over all of those that are already planned and giving you all the details on those and also going over some general tournament you know, updates, etiquette that... You know, it's just good information to have on the forefront of the tournament season. And without further ado, we'll get right into it. Appreciate you listening. guys welcome into a brand new episode of the threshing floor podcast john hendrix here as always and we're joined by mr rob m of rob m studios how you doing rob doing well john thanks for having me on yes sir you know what number this one is right number 50 five zero jeremy asked me what i was going to do to make it special i skipped last week because of some scheduling issues and i guess special is you so you got to bring it to the table man all right, I'm going to try. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to knock out some recent news and happenings, um, just some other content that's come out, like we usually shout out. Then we're going to be doing a preview of this tournament season or the major tournament season because tournaments happen all the time. But now we're moving past just locals and districts and we're getting into the big two that's going to be happening, people having state tournaments and also regional tournaments as we – build towards nationals and we'll also talk about the unofficial tournaments that are still happening so that's what we're going to talk about tonight thank you for joining and we'll we'll just jump right in we'll talk about your arch nemesis fighting you for youtube views <laughs> redemption with Jaden. <laughs> you know that's well, actually I call my enemy Jeez, like... <laughs> you know that's actually... we're like we're spilling blood now we gotta make this interesting blood bad <laughs> It's actually cool about redemption redemption content is most of the content creators are energetic and enthused when other people talk about starting their own YouTube channel or making videos or any type of other media for the game. It's no kind of like competition per se. I mean, we do know who the best podcast is. That's all I know. That's right. But anyway, Redemption with Jaden, he's got a video out that came out last Thursday, Philistines powered by all renewable Matthew fuel. So basically it's a big Philistine, huge defense with add to battles, bunch of negates, a few battle winners. And I think it was, was that thing a hundred cards? I believe it was. And that's what he brought to the table against Jeremy because they were both already going to make the top cut of the Lackey Grand Prix. And it was the last round of Swiss. So, um, I wouldn't say he quote unquote mailed it in, but he did try something a little outside of the box. And I watched a little bit of that and it was it was it was pretty good. But um I don't know how how seriously he, he went into that trying to win against Jeremy versus just trying to be as annoying as he could. So <laughs> that's a that's a good one to go and check out. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Maybe I can't watch it because he's my He's my arch nemesis, well, as you know. 
said. Well, your other your other arch nemesis for YouTube views in the war <laughs> for the viewership is Mr. Tyler Talks. And I have not watched this video or the other video, Tyler. I'm sorry. I'm over two on you. But Tyler Talks over Tyler Talks is the name of a video. If you're confused, I'm confused. I don't know what that means. I bet it was probably explained as soon as you clicked on the video. And he said, hey, how we doing? And answered the question. But I have not seen the video, so I do not have the answer. So if you want the answer, go watch the video. And then... The other video is Warrior Posties and Thieves Hand Control Deck. This is a deck that's focusing on hand control, I believe, looking at the deck list uh, or the, the picture that he posted of that deck. It's using the Jehu package with Jehu Sword and Post uh, Exilics that was popular last tournament season and bringing that back and using Herods to pair with it. So you have that, and that's going to bring us to Tell, tell us what's coming in the land of Rob M Studios. Rob M Studios, we just had a couple of videos come out today. We uh, did a short uh, review of the Resurrection Heroes and Sadducees Your Turn Games Contender deck. So I like to um, promote uh, the videos over there, or the uh, the decks, sorry, over there. So I wanted to get a gameplay in with that, but... It is the dead of winter up here in upstate New York. So uh, my studio is currently in my garage and it's a little chilly um, and uh, was not able to get any gameplay in with that. But I uh, should still check it out for those that um, are maybe looking to pick up some contender decks. It's always uh, nice to see the cards, um, a visual rather than just reading the list of cards. So that video came out today as well as I did a review of the Israel's Rebellion spoilers that have come out over the last uh, about, what, six, eight months now. So just a quick uh, YouTube short. So I've been getting into doing the YouTube short videos. It's kind of like a nice way to just, uh, you know, do a little quick snippets on redemption. I know, uh, I believe some other people have been trying to do that as well. But I got, uh, I think like, six or seven spoilers in there with the four that they previewed at nationals last summer, as well as the uh, shot of Tyler uh, with his terrible scissor skills, cutting up all the pictures. And then I try to blow up the image of the one they could see pretty well. And then just kind of talking about like, they are, um, you know, testing this out. I know on the previous episode, Tyler talked about how they are, using, you know, more just like your average player uh, helping out with the playtesting. And if you look at the end of my spoiler, uh, you can see that uh, the roles in the Redemption Discord, certain people might have an IR assist. So I guess I'll let you guess what you think that is. And um, that was at the end of my neat little spoiler video. That's what's going on in Robin Studios for YouTube. I saw that and I watched it back. I re I rewound it back a couple of times because I was like, "What is he showing? How long someone's <laughs> been a member of the of Discord or whatever?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, I see it." How many How many people have you found with that so far? Uh, I've found. I didn't dig too deep because I could sit there all day and just click on everybody's name and 
see what their roles are. Well, I'll tell you what um, I'm about to do right now. <laughs> I I noticed it like probably like three or four weeks ago when some people got the moderator role, so their names turned green. And I clicked on them, and I was like, what's that green stand for? I was like, oh, it looks like they're also uh, doing something with Israel's rebellion, possibly. So I don't know if I was supposed to discover that, but I did. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the breadcrumb trail was there to be picked up Out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I are assist. I believe our people that are helping play test that set. So I've found at least three or four of them. I'm sure there's sure there's more than that, obviously. But, um, yeah, I found one in 10 seconds of looking. <laughs> oh, oh, there's another one. Found another one. <laughs> and another one and another one. Oh man, don't get that guy to help. He'll ruin everything. <laughs> oh, this you is fun. <laughs> this is fun. Okay, so if you want to go around and look at people's roles on <laughs> on the Discord server, you can do that to oh, find out goodness. who's potentially <laughs> helping with Israel's rebellion. That's a that's a good update. I guess we'll go ahead and tell you that the Lackey Grand Prix number seven is at the final stage. So we know who the two players are in the final. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you simulated it 50 times, the final two, their first name would start with J. Uh, <laughs> I, I think to be good at redemption, your first name just has to start with J. Now, there are some outliers like myself who are not very good that <laughs> still start with J. Um, unfortunately, not everyone, it, it's not a foolproof system, okay? But we've got Jeremy Chambers and we've got Jaden Austed. And tentatively, the plan is for them to play that out Thursday evening on the live stream to find out who will win Lucky Grand Prix number seven. So. Make sure that you, if you're available and you want to watch that, just keep up with it. I'm sure Jaden will post about it if they are able to make that happen. Um, tentative plans, again. So if it does change, don't come at me. Don't come at Jaden or Jeremy. We're letting you know that's the plan. But right now they're going to try to get that game in Thursday evening. So if you want to watch that, you can tune in to see how that one turns out. Also... There is an online tournament that's going to be hosted by Derek. And he is under the name The Watchman on Discord. But that's going to be Type 1 2 player and also GOC only. And it's going to be February 25th. And that is this coming Saturday. Go ahead and reach out to him and let him know which category you plan to play if you are planning to play. So we're talking about a preview for tournaments. Tournaments are always happening, like I said, and that's a good way to kind of get a chance to play some other people that you aren't used to playing and also um, snag you a couple promos. So, Rob, what deck are you going to be playing in that tournament? I wish I had time to play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that GOC only, though. I've been playing that a lot um, with my local group, so that's a lot of fun. I actually built Type 2 GOC only decks, which – a little limited with the number of cards I have, but they're still fun to play. I guess the next thing that I have here is in regards to our friend Chad. And he is 
putting up a couple of his items from his personal collection, redemption, memorabilia, redemption, collectibles, national promos to help um, sponsor and provide airfare and travel expenses for two of the teenagers. Um, I, I believe they're both seniors in his uh, play group and he's trying to get them to nationals for their first nationals experience and to help offset the cost of that. He is offering up some items and his estimation that are over a little over a thousand dollars and you can get that. And for every $20 you donate towards that GoFundMe, you will get entered in for a chance in a drawing to win all those items in one bag per se whichever name they pull out is going to win everything so twenty dollars gets you an entry so if you give a hundred bucks you're going to get five if you give 300 bucks that's going to be 15 entries so forth so on every 20 bucks and there's no cap on that it's a good way to have a chance to win some cool stuff and also support the game and the future of the game by getting some players to nationals for their first experience and you don't really know how much you love this game until you go to Nationals. Nationals is like the top shelf of Redemption Gaming. Definitely nice to see that there's an opportunity to help support and get new players to Nationals. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. It's really a great thing for Chad to be uh, putting that out there. It's a great chance for people to win some really awesome cards. And uh, I'm really looking forward to meeting these kids at Nationals and, uh, you know, just seeing hearing how excited they are to be there because you know let's get that hype train going because it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun once we all get down to down to uh knoxville so did you say hype train yeah i said hype train let's go that hype train again (laughs) i gotta find something more a little bit more energetic that was good for last year but this year needs a new like just kick it up a notch like emerald we gotta we gotta kick it up a notch I guess before moving into our full conversation here, we'll go ahead and let you know, as always, I probably should start doing this closer to the beginning of the podcast. That's what good people would do if they're sponsored by someone, but the podcast (laughs) is sponsored. It is a sponsored content piece by our friends over at Covenant Games. So, Are you enjoying this episode of the podcast? If so, please consider supporting our sponsors by visiting their webpage at covenantgames.com. There you will find a ton of family-oriented gaming products, including but not limited to the Redemption Collectible Card Game. Add a threshing floor playmat to your cart today and represent your favorite podcast at your next tournament or casual meetup. Man, after being away for a while and coming back, I feel like I've got to redo that. Like The energy's just not, not there with it. So it's it's not like the one that we cut for Mr. Classic, which everyone will get another chance to hear that one here in a few minutes, but not not just yet. Yeah, that one's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I tried to re-record it several times. Uh, a little back backstory on the corrected dates, and then mm-hmm. I ended up just recording the corrected dates and trying to match the intensity for just a few seconds mm-hmm. because I I did not have the same like. It just it fell flat after that night. I don't know. The first time you record it and you're just uh you're all gung ho and then you're trying to match it and you're you can tell you're trying to match it. So it just doesn't sound as natural. Yeah, not authentic. Yeah. So mm. I just had to tweak the dates, but I think it turned out well. I guess we'll start off 
previewing the tournament season, but we'll talk about some unofficial tournaments because we know that you, you always have your official outlets from Cactus Game Design, um, sponsored tournaments where you get promos and things, and that's going to lead up to the road to nationals. But there are other ways to interact with the game and get better because it's going to sound hypocritical for me to say this because I haven't done a lot of playing lately, but the only way to get better at playing a card game like this is to actually play the game. And like right now, I just want to slap myself and give my my own advice to myself. (laughs) Got to make time to play the game. One of the ways to do that and a great way to do it is through unofficial tournaments that are being offered and getting to play other people, having access, like with the Lackey Grand Prix, you have access to all cards. You don't have to own that card, so it's a chance to test out cards before you make the investment to buy. I just, I I thought maybe we could take a few moments and just give a shout-out to the unofficial tournaments uh, that are happening that you're putting on with the Zoom Discord Invitational, and then also what Jay's been doing with the Lackey Grand Prix, especially, you know, the last one helping with testing the new the new rule and whatnot, but I just think that there's a lot of room for growth if you actually utilize those resources. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I think it's really awesome that they got to test that and that is actually, you know, coming to fruition in the next week here, like that's going to be implemented, you know, and they really, all those players who were part of the Lackey Grand Prix for that series just, how cool is it to say, oh, yeah, I helped uh, test that out. So that's got to feel really neat to be them. Um, and then for the Zoom Discord Invitational, we just wrapped up uh, Series 9. So the uh, first series in our second season, so our second year of play. And um, Card Game Fanatic took home the uh, prize for that. So he will earn some credits towards hopefully – maybe winning or, you know, maybe somebody else will win. But uh, at the end of the year, all the points will get tallied and somebody will come away with either a very cool play mat or maybe some custom cards. Um, we will see. We will be putting out a video uh, shortly from last season's champion, uh, Rob Smith. So hopefully in the next week or so, we'll get a chance to sit down and record that. He's got his play mat uh in his possession so that just came in the mail to him the other day so he's excited to open that up and share with everybody and really uh feel the hype train for these unofficial tournaments uh just a really neat thing you know like i don't charge anybody any money to play in the zoom discord invitational it's completely free um for anybody unfamiliar with it uh you pair up with one other person uh, each week. So say there are 10 people, I believe in the next series, series 10 or series X, as I've called it for this series, Uh, I believe there's 10 players. So there'll be uh, four weeks of play. You'll be paired up. You have an entire week to get your game in. Your game is one hour long time. So you just gotta, you know, make sure yourself or your opponent times of the match. Um, and then you, the only other requirement is that you either use Zoom or Discord to play the uh, play the game and then um, send in the results to me over 
um, over at the Robin Studios Discord. So I have a separate Discord for that to keep that all nice and organized. It's also got a nice little spot for links to my quick links to my videos for redemption and uh, the other games that I like to promote. So yeah, I'm just uh, super excited to have series 10 coming up. We got um, at least 10 people playing in that and you have until March 3rd, I believe to sign up for that. So DM me on discord, Rob M studios. Uh, you can also message me over on the cactus forums at Rob M for those that might just be on there. And um, let me know if you want to play, if you have any questions. But yeah, it's pretty straightforward. If you've played in a Lackey Grand Prix, uh, the only difference is that you're playing with real physical cards. And uh, we don't do top cut, but you know maybe that's something that will change in the future. But for right now, the big thing for us is uh, deciding whether the top two for the previous year, the top two players received uh, Rob M credits towards the final standings at the end of the year. And we might be changing that to uh, the top three players to try to drive more um, participation. And with that, what I want to do is uh, offer prizes to the top three players when we get to the end of uh, season two. So in December of this year, uh, we'll have a first, second and third place winner. And there'll be, uh, I think, more prizes, uh, bigger prizes coming for that. So we're going to do, I think, some some packs for the winner as well as either a playmat or custom card sleeves. And then uh, the runner up uh, and third place will also receive some packs or something like that. Haven't quite figured it out completely, but uh, I figured this would be a great outlet to announce that. So hit me up on discord or cactus forum. You want to check this out, be a part of the zoom discord invitational. It's going to be a lot of fun. And like John said, the uh, more you play, the better you're going to get. So go ahead and sign up and get that practice in for the big tournaments that are coming up soon. Yeah, that's that's all good stuff. Uh, trying to get more prizes to more people. Obviously, there's there's no no harm in that. I'm sure that'll just want more people or get more people to want to sign up, getting rewards for that. Um, but. I think it's really cool that with these two tournaments, they're kind of like the same thing, but then they're kind of not, but mm -hmm. they both offer benefits. Like Nike Grand Prix allows you to play on the go a little bit more than you would if you had to set up a camera, play mat and have your cards. So um, you can do that. You also have um, access to every card being that it's on Lackey, so you don't have to have the physical cards to get a chance to test out cards or decks that you don't have or have access to. Um, if your collection is not a huge collection, maybe you can't build that post-exilic deck that Jaden's been playing and you want to try it out, but you can copy his deck into Lackey, build it, and then tweak it however you see fit with all the cards allowed. And then, obviously, I, all, I say this a ton, I feel like, but... Playing on Lackey is completely different than playing in person to me because I feel like with another opponent, the interaction aspect adds a layer to it. Um, and you don't get all of that when you're playing over Zoom, but you get at least some of that. So you get the benefit of playing with 
real cards, getting used to shuffling the that deck, and maybe you're playing playing a, a, a deck that you're doing a lot of. Well, I guess maybe now you're not going to be doing as much searching, but you know, like last tournament season, if you were just running that combo deck on Lackey, and then you in person, oh hey, you got thirty seconds. All right, now there's a there's an element to having to speed that up, have that internal clock. Okay, I got to do this move. I got to do that without a lot of the sitting there and just constantly thinking. So there's elements that help you with both. There's benefits. Um, and, you know, maybe one fits your your play style a little bit better. Maybe you want the more interaction with the person so you at least get to have, uh, you know, a conversation while you're, while you're doing that over video versus just the voice on Discord or whatever that you're doing with the Lackey Grand Prix. But there's no reason not to play both of them if you have that opportunity or you have the time and you can make it work. Because there's benefits for both. Maybe you do the Lacking Grand Prix and then you do Zoom Discord Invitational. But I think it's kind of cool that they work hand in hand. Both of them are you're paired with someone each week. Then you have a, a full slot of seven days to make that game happen. One game, seven days, that's all you have to do. I think it's really cool that you guys decided to do that um, and bring that to the community. And I think it's something that's really beneficial to the people that take advantage of it. Again, not myself uh, lately, someone like our friend Rob Smith that you mentioned, he's played in both of those, and he's done well in both of those, and he's been able to retool his decks as he plays against other people, test things out, refine his uh, uh, skills with certain decks and certain uh, types of plays. And I know that he, he keeps talking about Nationals. He's He is excited for Nationals and... It might be a problem come nationals. So a lot of that has, has come by the refinement of his own skill by dedicating time to actually playing and improving as a player. And these are good resources for doing that. So that's the last spiel I'll give on that. I just want to make sure that uh, we acknowledge the people that are dedicating their time. So you and Jay bringing that to the community and making sure that it happens on a consistent basis and there's avenues to play the game. So definitely want to say that we appreciate you both for doing that for the community. Jay, you're not here, but you're here in spirit. I feel like you're hovering over me yelling about how I don't know how to manage my resources right now. So I thank you, bud. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess with that, we'll move into quite possibly the biggest unofficial tournament that um, the game's had, at least in a while since the Type 2 only that I've heard used to happen and used to go down each year. And that is the classic championship that is also featuring the Mr. Classic Invitational. This is, this is definitely, if we were to roadmap the road to nationals every year, it happens by that first state tournament is like, all right, you know that the path has started. It's defined. Now we know, what decks are winning states, and then we have regional tournaments. But I think this year, the roadmap, even though we're not playing, you know, tournament legal decks or anything, I think everyone, at least as a mental check, Mr. Classic Invitational, the Classic Championship, is where the road to national starts. So we do this, we handle this, and then we shift gears, and it's all steam ahead heading to nationals. So I believe the Classic Championship that's happening March 17th and 18th in Knoxville, Tennessee, is going to be kind of like that launch point for all of the hype for nationals. 
So you're hearing it here first. We're getting the hype started a little early, but everyone's going to be psyched by the time Classic shows up. Uh, and we get there in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we're at the place where Nationals is going to be hosted. So come, start the path, then come back in July and let's have Nationals. So how excited are you for Mr. Classic? Rob? I mean, that's that's fantastic. I mean, why not just like go there for Mr. Classic and just stay there all the way until Nationals? Oh, wait. <laughs> well, you know, if, <laughs> you, really tough. if you did do that, you would get to go to – you would get to go. Chris would make sure you got your got two of these. There's an Alabama State Tournament, a Kentucky State Tournament, Tennessee State Tournament, Southeast Regionals, uh, East Central Regionals. Um, you'd, you'd stock up on a lot of tournament promos. Well, so, I just need to move south then. Oh, geez. <laughs> hey, if we get Tyler to start doing what he's supposed to, there's supposed to be another state tournament in that. Where are, <laughs> where are you, Tyler? All right, we talked about it. <laughs> right? Come on, Tyler. That's a little bit of a sneak preview of, of what it's going to look like in the, the Southeast here tournament season. But um, I think the actual event of the Classic Championship, it's a it's a big, ambitious project that the Chamber Brothers uh, – we're not saying the Chambers Brothers. The S at the <laughs> end of Chambers just ruins the – so that's why they are mm-hmm. now officially known as the Chamber Brothers – the Chamber Brothers are taking on a it's it's a really ambitious unofficial tournament that you know when they first they first mentioned it it was like okay I I don't care about classic cards I I don't really care about it but now as it's it's getting closer the hype is building at least internally for me because I'm just excited it's it's another another chance to do if if you only care about Nationals for the not playing the game part of it, which is, you know, there's a lot of people that just go for the, the fellowship and hanging out and just talking about the the past, talking about, you know, previous tournaments and experiences, all that reminiscing. You get to do that before nationals this year. You get to do it twice this year. So you can do that. The people that are excited to play old cards that they maybe don't have a purpose for anymore, those people should be excited to get to do that. And then there's people like me that I I am driven by competition. Um, I know it doesn't sound like it when I'm like, man, I'm not that good at redemption and all that. But that's just because I haven't been playing. If I actually apply myself, I am a very competitive person. And I I am driven to be the best at whatever like competitive thing that I'm doing. I am really excited about the Mr. Classic Invitational where you're going to get eight of the top players that are still active within the game. Um, obviously, it's not as – when they started off, the the ambition was we're going to get the eight top players or seven of the top players and then have the community vote on someone to, you know, be a, a, a lamb to the slaughter, basically, to take <laughs> on the first the first ranked player in redemption history. And there, there was people invited that didn't get to get to participate or that, that chose not to for various reasons. And we're not, like, trying to second-guess that. But on the, at the same time, we can also acknowledge that it's not the field that, you know, if you had your very best pick of the top eight in the history of the game. But it's the best eight or the best seven, and then Mark won the, the play. <laughs> I know that if I say best, uh, the top eight, that are still active, 
he's going to reach out and be like, hey, that's not me. I'm not that good. All right, Mark, <laughs> we hear you and stop it. Hey, You're going to beat John early. Him. you got to beat John early. At least just. You got this, Mark. If we you, believe in you. If you do nothing else, if you beat John early, I will go to my grave laughing as hard as I can. Uh, see, see now, John, your name could have been on this list if you had just come to the scroll around the block and you could have fought Mark for that number eight spot. You're going to have to come next year. But see, you know, apparently I'm going to be on the mic doing the commentary. So I feel like that's a better way to, to give to the community. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I wouldn't laugh all that hard if John lost. Okay. I I would laugh a little bit, just poke the bear a little bit. Um, I'm definitely excited to see how that shakes out with, the field that we have, you know, those eight going head to head, single elimination. I'm really interested. My my favorite matchup might end up happening in the first round because you have Jaden Austed and Brian Jones. And Brian is someone that because I'm in the southeast and you know, I've gone to I've gone to Chris's tournaments in Tennessee and I've talked to Jay, I've talked to Jeremy talk to Tyler I I know a lot about Brian without knowing Brian um all right I mean before last year when I got to meet him um Mm -hmm. I heard a lot about him how great he used to be one of the first videos I remember seeing on YouTube was him and Gabe I think for the finals in 2016 of Top Cut when Gabe won with his uh because of Moses deck and like so I knew he was a good player and then you've got just all world beater Jaden that that shows you exactly the deck he's going to play every week. He's got, hey, I'm going to play this deck, all right? He's not hiding very much at all, and then goes out there and just consistently wins. To be able to, all right, guys, here's the deck that I'm playing, and I'm just tweaking it a little bit, and go out there and consistently be able to win tournaments while people have all the chance in the world to do scouting on you, how you play, tendencies, ways that you build your deck, weaknesses you, you leave in there, and just to, to consistently win, that's that's a good player right there. And you're getting them in the first round. I just, that's, that's I, I know that Brian coming back, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a curve there because he's got to catch up to where Jaden's, you know, burning the world down. But... <laughs> I am super stoked about that. I'm also stoked in the opening round. Another game, but I don't know if... I'm just hoping that it's more exciting than it could be because you got two kind of control-type players that like to play. Jay's a little bit more aggressive, obviously, even if he's if it, no more in action than it is in words. Um, he's a little bit more of an aggressive player when playing against him, but... You've got the Guardian, Justin Alstead, and Jay Chambers, and that one's going to be good. It could, it could be the first game that gets timed out in the in the classic Mister Classic Invitational. I'm just saying it could. I could also see it, you know, ending, you know, at the 30 minute mark. Who knows? There's a lot of variables, but I feel like most people just think about them and they. They have similar play styles. I feel like they're methodical. They're not really worried about you getting out to a big start because they've been around long enough that they know that 
that's not the end of the world. So interested in that. What do you what, what do you think is going to be the best matchup if we get it? Oh man, I so many good players there. So it's it's, it's tough to st- tough to say. But I mean, I'm interested to see uh, Tyler take on Ron because you know Ron's got uh, you know the history of being you know pretty much there from the start, being the p- player that's been to like the most national tournaments. You know. Uh, really probably knows his classic cards. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Ron can uh, pull one over on Tyler. We'll, we'll see. Now that would be, that would be awesome as well, man. It's, it's just every, every matchup has something like some kind of like storyline you can build into it. Almost like when teams get to the playoffs in the NFL or uh, NBA or, you know, October baseball and, it's like you just have so many ways that you can you can frame up this matchup. You know, you could say that that Brian is you know a returning a returning player that that was elite facing a currently elite player, um, and will he re will he reascend the top of the mountain by beating the current elite player? I don't know. You could frame that up. You could frame up the underdog story of Mark versus John Early. John Early the third, you got to say the third on there if you're going to like uh, build it third. up. John Early <laughs> the third, um, <laughs> you've got you've got Ron who's been around forever, and when he was when he was there in the beginning, not too long after. Oh well, here's this snotty nosed kid Tyler Stevens who grows up with the game, and now we're playing it out, and Tyler is an elder for the game playing the guy that's been to the most, like there's just storylines everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we don't know how the games are going to turn out, but just imagine, imagine if you will, like say John wins, John wins. And then you get the um, three and three and six matchup. Usually depending on how Jay frames up the bracket, that that side would usually be um, on the side with two and eight, so that the higher seed can't. So you don't get a one and three matchup if they both advance, um, which would mean the the four and five is going to be on the side with John Early and Mark. So John, let's just say he wins. We'll forecast a little bit. Sorry, Mark. John wins. <laughs> Brian Jones or Jaden Allstead in the next round versus John early. Like, I mean, we haven't even got to the, the championship. Like that's a, right. That's, right. that's, that's a semifinal in a eight, in an eight man field that could be again, the best game you're going to see, but then the next game could be the best game you're going to see. And you have no idea about the decks. Like there's so many strategies that are not viable today that might be viable in this environment. And there's mm-hmm. players that are aware of today's game that don't know anything about how classic played and how, you know, you can build certain decks and scrolls only before, you know, we had the new cards that came on the new card face. I don't, I don't know what's going to win, but you know what? I'm excited to find out now. Absolutely. I just want to know. I, I just want everyone to know if I do end up doing the commentary, which I'm excited about. 
do not expect me to tell you what the cards are and what they do immediately. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to like research what that card does. I can't see the artwork because because the the words are on top of it, but I can't read the words because the artwork is under it. I, I mean, I'm just gonna be all messed up. So the only thing I'll know is if somebody rips a plot, I'll know how to talk about ripping a plot because I I saw you know Jay do it three times and lose a game. I was gonna say <laughs> Jay's gonna rip a plot for sure, but is he gonna do it in his first game to make it to the second one or? Is he going to, like, wait and try to – but I guess you get to replace uh, Yeah, you just now, get to so. replace. Since yeah. that's an official rule, I assume it'll that's carry right, over that's right. in this. Yeah, that carries over now. Yep. So <laughs> definitely excited. And I know I kind of went off the rails here talking about it, but we are going to talk more in-depth about the actual uh, event here and go over the schedule um, as we preview Mr. Classy. But I know everyone out there is dying to hear. You're dying to hear it. You want to hear – the promo one more time. You want to hear it, Rob? Let's hear it. Here we go. Are you ready to see the best of the best versus the best of the best? For over 28 years, Redemption has stood tall, stood against the test of time with several champions. But there's never been a Mr. Classic. Well, get ready as Redemption plans to crown the first ever Mr. Classic in Knoxville, Tennessee at Meridian Baptist Church on March 17th and 18th, hosted by the Chamber Brothers. Make your plans to be there as we get ready to settle the score once and for all with the top eight in the history of the game, going toe-to-toe for the right to be crowned Mr. Mr. Classic! Dude, that was so much fun recording that. Uh, I love it. Mr. Classic! I think we should have Epic. like wrestling-style intros for every player. I'm I'm really excited about the, the thought of like making that happen, even if just for the first time like we introduce them to start out. And then you start thinking about which song you would pick for which person. <laughs> um, and I think the most interesting... People to pick a song for out of the field might be. I feel like it's Ron because you just don't know where, what kind of intro that could be. <laughs> but then I just don't know what Justin's walking out to. Okay. Like he looks like the type of person that when he listens to music, um, and Jaden, uh, Jaden's into music. Like he plays guitar. I know that. And I would assume that there's probably some kind of musical background with Justin just based on his personality and things. Like, I feel like I can put that together. So he's probably into music, but I just, I could see him like going to a concert and not reacting at all. Like just stoic. And so <laughs> I, I don't know what you, what, what do you have? What do you have people walk out to Brian Jones, you know, coming back into the game after being out for a while, you know, last year dipping his toe back in, and I mean, he's he's done great, um, spreading the game and, and building up a a following with his students there in Kentucky. So definitely excited to have him back and promoting the health and future of the game. But like, what song do you have? Do you? <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe that's the thing we should start doing. We should maybe maybe we should. Okay, if Brad was here, Brad likes to say everyone has homework. Okay, everyone's got homework. I want you to go, and we'll – I don't know where you put this, 
in the Discord. But let's start a conversation. Let's start guessing which song you would play for each person on an intro as they're announced for Mr. Classic. Now, walking to the table, standing five foot ten and a half, weighing 205 pounds, hailing from somewhere in Minnesota. John Early, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what's the music playing behind that? Like, let's figure that out, okay? I think that's an interesting little. Let's have fun with it. Let's just say, like, you can even make it easy. What wrestler would walk out? Like, what wrestler theme would go with that? Is he like the game? He's Triple H, and he's like spitting. You know, um, uh, what's what's the name of the the grocery store chain that he works for? Uh, High V, is that it? I don't know, but I just you you said John, and I I pictured him walking out to puff the magic dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's probably got a water bottle that's the store brand of the grocery store that he works for. I'm sorry, John, I couldn't remember the name off the top of my head. We don't have those in Alabama. Um, yeah, we don't have the, those either. So <laughs> you've got the store brand of water bottle and you're walking out, you're pouring it in your hair and you're taking a sip. You're standing up beside the edge of the table and you're spitting on everybody's cards talking about I'm the game <laughs> and motorhead playing in the background. Oh man. <laughs> that's, that's a fun no. conversation. Let's, let's start that conversation in the discord and figure out a wrestler right. theme for each person. And maybe we can make that happen when Mr. Classic comes around. But we'll go over some of the more finer details. Mr. Classic is going to be hosted by the Chamber Brothers. And I am officially stating that for contact, um, Jay Chambers is the person to contact for questions, concerns. Not that Jeremy can't answer those. But I feel like it's easier to put Jay on blast for people to reach out to him. Because um, I I don't I don't know I feel like like Jeremy's the quiet quiet promoter he wants to make the the decisions on the back end and Jeremy's uh, and Jay's the mouthpiece because Jeremy learned a long time ago he wasn't going to get a word in edgewise anyway so he just quit trying <laughs> um, <laughs> but those are your hosts and so if you have questions you can reach out to Jay since. He's got a tournament list on the Cactus um, website. You can go and find his email. He's on Discord. Um, reach out to them. But they are I Am Bread and Flooded Red on Discord. And the tournament is going to be hosted by them, but it's also going to be kind of sponsor-hosted by Mr. Chris Fashman, who is, fun fact, hosting nationals this year at his church. And that church is Meridian Baptist Church, 6513 Chapman Highway, Knoxville, Tennessee, 37920. All right, here's the deal. If you go there and you need hotel space, there's going to be space to stay at the church, I believe, uh, at least for nationals, I know, and I assume probably for classic here. Um, So if I'm wrong, Chris, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's probably Um, a fair assumption. But... There are a select, uh, there's a section of hotels that if you are getting a hotel, don't get those hotels. And they are the ones I believe on Chapman Highway. I'm not 100% sure. Reach out and check with Chris because there's some group of hotels 
that are just filthy, and you don't want to stay there. I, I I think they've got a bunch of like Tennessee football fans or something. I don't I don't know. Something makes it nasty. I don't. <laughs> probably a lot of gaudy orange or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, so check with him if you need hotel. Um, the church does have um, some space that potentially is going to be used for overnight guests. But it's going to be a Friday and Saturday event, and it's going to consist of the following schedule. 10 a.m. on Friday is going to be check-in. There will be a light breakfast. And then 11 a.m., play begins for Booster Draft Classic and Type 2 Two-Player Classic. All right, and that's going to run from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I assume there will be a, a break at some point for lunch in there. Does not specify. You might just have to let that light breakfast carry you through the day. Who knows? <laughs> um, reach out to Jay. <laughs> break and Mr. Classic Invitational Players Meeting at 4 p.m. So then you have a break at 4 p.m. And 4 to 6, you kind of have a break and this meeting is also happening for the players that are in the Mr. Classic Invitational. And then at 6 p.m., Mr. Classic Invitational begins. And see, this is where I would think that we would introduce the players with their wrestling entrances. Absolutely. And, I mean, so you guys help us out. <laughs> they walk in at 6 p.m. And by 9 o'clock, at 9 o'clock, we will know at that point who is crowned. Mr. Classic. Um, and then 9, 10 p.m. Or 9 to 10 p.m. I'm sorry. Um, that was a very specific time. 9, 10 p.m. But it's a 9 <laughs> to 10 p.m. There will be teams booster draft for the crazies who are in it for the long haul. And that's going to conclude the Friday events. Now, Saturday, it's going to start earlier. It's going to start at 8 a.m. with deck check. And then play begins for the Classic Championship, and this is where everyone is invited to play, 9 a.m. And then following the conclusion of that, the event will conclude. Meanwhile, while all of that is happening, there is a going uh, there is going to be a Your Turn game-sponsored Ironman pickup game tournament that's been you know popularized at Nationals where you're going to get 10 tokens, and then with your name or, or whatever, and each time you play someone, you either take one of their tokens or give up one of yours. Whoever has the most tokens from other players at the end of the tournament is going to be crowned the winner. There are prizes for the first three finishers, or top three finishers there. And first place is going to be a $50 Your Turn Games gift card. Second place is a $30 Your Turn Games gift card. And third place is a $20 your turn games gift card. Now you can't give away prizes without making a little bit of money to cover them. So there is going to be an entry fee. It's going to be $10. That's going to include a, your turn games lanyard that is yours to keep. And you will also get 10 classic card tokens using scroll classic cards. So I was promised that Eli will finally have a good purpose in life and he will be good for something. So you might get Eli, you might even get a Kira, you might get a buckle, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. Mama said life is like a, a, you know, a classic card. You never know what you're going to get. So, (laughs) but that's, that's what's happening. We've already gone over Mr. Classic seating. 
But just to run that down since I have it here, first seed in Mr. Classic is John Early. Second is Justin Alstead. Third, Tyler Stevens. Fourth, Jaden Alstead. Fifth is Brian Jones. Number six is the uh, original Ron Sias. See, I just came up with his wrestling name, nickname, the original Ron Sias. All right, so Ron Sias. Then you've got the man that could not be drowned in the flood, Jay Chambers. And then you got your buddy Mark. Mark Valake. I'm pretty sure is how you how you say that, right? Sounds right to me. Hey, Sounds good. It's as clear as mud. <laughs> <laughs> so that is your Mr. Classic. And like I said, that is the roadmap to the the road to nationals. Like like that's where it starts. That's where it's going to conclude when Nationals comes back to Knoxville, Tennessee in July. So it's the road starts there and it ends there, baby. It's a full circle. So make sure that you're there at both the beginning and the end. I wonder how many people, how many people do you think we're going to end up getting for Mr. Classic? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I, I guess a good question also is, are you going to be there? Are you planning to come down? Unfortunately not, because I'll go over, I'll go over that in a little bit with all the tournaments I have planned, but unfortunately not. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be there in spirit. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Yeah, I gotta take the the weekend off just to watch. But <laughs> nice. I will be there for nationals, though, hundred percent, playing, live streaming, all that good stuff. So I guess that's going to kick us off going over planned cactus official tournaments, and I am limited. I am limited to the information that has been put on the official cactus website, and then the information of tournaments that I know about. Um, I did ask if anyone had any tournaments planned. I had one person reach out, and that was Mark, uh, about the New York State tournament. I know you've got a couple of tournaments you're planning, so we can mm-hmm. go over all that. But the first state tournament, uh, if we're going, I tried to put these in order because I wanted to block it off like this is the road. We'll find out you know, who's winning this tournament, that tournament, as we build up the RNRS rankings, as we work towards the Nationals. Um, because it seems like out of nowhere, and maybe this is just because I don't keep up with it that close, but it seems like out of nowhere, you look at RNRS and it's like everybody from the Northeast in John's playgroup, John McAlesian, is like at the top of every category. And you're like, man, now I'm going to have to catch up. So now you can see kind of the tournaments here, roadmap it to know, hey, there's going to be a state tournament winner here that's going to get some RNRS points to kind of keep up with that a little bit better. Absolutely. So the Kentucky State Tournament is going to be happening on March 31st and April 1st, and it's going to be hosted by Mr. Brian Jones. And this information is already on the Cactus website if you want to go and check that out. Um, But it's going to be hosted at his school, Oakdale Christian Academy, and that's going to be in Jackson, Kentucky. Um. I've got the address here, but I don't guess that that's really specific since you can go and find this information on the Cactus website. Um, but the costs are going to be $10 for a door fee. And then there's going to be type one, two player without charge, type two, two player without charge, type one teams without charge, closed deck or sealed deck, two player. That's going to be $7. 
to cover the uh, the cost. And then booster draft two player is going to be twenty. So um, those are the categories. Fairly straightforward. State tournament is going to have all those categories, and play is going to begin at nine a.m. on March thirty first. And then I don't know the the separation, but I did confirm with Brian that it is going to be across both days. So it's not all going to going it's not all going to be squeezed into one day. Um, but he does have a ton of students. Like the plus one initiative that we were doing, Brian ran away with that. Like nice. I mean, maybe like fifty names. <laughs> I mean, at some point, I just quit counting. I don't know what it is really, but just filled up with with names of of students that he's taught and introduced the game to and he's brought a healthy group. I think he brought like eight or nine kids with him uh with him to one of Chris's tournaments um earlier this year. He he wanted to do it or actually it was kind of his tournament. He wanted to do a district and and wanted to bring a group down. So Chris held a tournament and I went up for that and it was a good turnout and he had eight really eight or nine really like into it students that are trying to, you know, work their, their collection, their deck. Uh, they all need like Emmaus road, second coming three woes. Like they're really into it and trying <laughs> to find ways to get those chase cards, those ultra rares that, you know, teenagers can't just go out and buy, but they're right. really, really enthusiastic about it. And it was cool to see. And now you knowing all those names that he's shown the game to, Mm-hmm. And then knowing he's having a state tournament at the school uh, shortly after or, or, or around the time, like school's still in or whatever. Um, so I'm guessing that's so that the students can participate and all. And I have no idea how many people will participate in that, but I know that I'm planning on going. Um, I know that Chris Fashman's planning on going and at least two or three students of his plus all the mm-hmm. people that are already there. Um, I don't know if Tyler's going to make it up. I don't think Jeremy's going to be able to with his work schedule, but um, I mean, that could be a fantastic turnout for a state tournament and Kentucky hasn't had a state tournament in at least two years that I I've been trying to keep up with tournaments. I don't recall seeing okay. a Kentucky tournament. So, you know, that's yeah, that, been a while. Yep. That's a that's another one where where the state tournament's happening for the first time in at least a few years, and it's expecting a good turnout. So that's that's pretty exciting. Now, Brian did say that there would be the potential for some meals, so there might be meals provided. There would possibly be some overnight first come first serve accommodations available at the school, so you don't have to pay for a hotel. So. Anyone in the area that wants to go to that big field, potentially, I mean, it's happening March 31st, April 1st, go. Yeah, sound, sounds like it's going to be a fun time. I've been to Oakdale a very long time ago because I went to Asbury Seminary, which is about an hour and a half from there uh, when Mark Underwood uh, led the group out there. So uh, it's great to see that Brian has that rekindled with a lot of kids interested in it. Uh, first tournament I ever hosted uh, had – Mark and he brought kids from Oakdale. So um, definitely uh, very cool. Great to see. And um, Kentucky State Tournament, I actually, having lived out there long ago for a little bit, uh, hosted the Kentucky, Kentucky State Tournament back in 
2009. I was like trying to remember the correct year. So nice. That's a small world after all. Interesting, uh, interesting fact or question that we could pose on the uh, Discord somewhere. Who's hosted uh, the most tournaments, state tournaments in different states, or or some weird fact like that? Just would be interesting to know. uh, Currently at three myself, so three different states. That sounds like some kind of question that would get asked as random trivia for um, Chris Bainey at Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at three. Maybe somebody's got my beat, but I'm looking to get to four at some point. So John's going to have to step up his like obscure trivia, redemption trivia question asking okay. at Nationals so that he can, you know, carry on that legacy of Chris Bainey. <laughs> Some research would probably need to go into that question. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to wrap up uh, talking about the Kentucky State Tournament. Following that, so that's happening March 31st through uh, and April 1st. Um, and then April's kind of, it seems like a slow one, unless you've got something planned in there. Um, I don't. I know I've been – so I, my goal is to go to another uh, – Regional tournament because you know sometimes you go to regionals and you just East Central you tank, baby you do terrible and you're like man I really wish I had another chance at this so my hope is to go to uh, Midwest regionals because Jay's church is only about seven hours from me so I I'm not gonna I don't want to give dates because I could be wrong but he's looking at maybe doing it at the end of April um, so no, you know nothing certain yet but uh, Midwest regionals possibly end of April. So that would be awesome there. So get myself out to, to Michigan. Haven't been out that way in a while. So I, I see what you're doing. You're going to that, <laughs> you're going to that regional. So you don't have to come down here and play Jeremy see, I one of hours. It's three hours closer. And I also promised my wife, if I get to go to that, that I can take her to the tulips, which are about an hour further from that in Holland, Michigan, beautiful tulip festival out that way. Big tulip fields. She loves tulips. So nice. If you want to go to more tournaments, you have to appease the wife, right? Absolutely. So, gotta bring her the tulip fields. So either, that's my hope. And that was my sell on on making it out to that one. So you either got to to go to more redemption tournaments, you either got to keep your wife happy or you gotta pay for a second mortgage. <laughs> and I'm just saying there's a cheaper option, okay, guys? Make the smart choice. A little a little pre planning. But anyway, the next tournament that's listed on the Cactus site is actually a regional tournament. So that is going to be the Northwest Regional Tournament, and that is happening May 11th through the 13th. So that that is 11th, 12th, and 13th. It's a three-day tournament, it seems like. Um, and then it's going to be hosted by Mike Lasky and Luke Taylor. And Mike Lasky is... Godspeed 777 on Discord, just to put a little context with that. Uh, I know a lot of people might not know him by name because I really don't unless, like, I see the association of Godspeed with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he's going to be hosting that one. It's going to be in Bend, Oregon, but the location is, besides the city, is to be determined. So they don't have a specific venue picked out yet. The cost associated with that is going to be 
Type one, two players, five dollars. Type two, two player, five dollars. Teams, five dollars. Closed player, so sealed deck, fifteen, and booster draft, thirty. And the play is play is going to begin at nine a.m. each day. So May eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, we're going to be having our first regional tournament unless one sneaks in before then um, from one of the other regions, but. According to the Cactus site, this is going to be the first regional tournament. So as you start to build that RNRS point, now you know somebody's got a state tournament. That's 25 points out there. And then somebody – I believe that's right, isn't it? 25 and then yeah, 35? Yeah, it's, it's 25, yep. Okay, so 25 for a state, and then you get a regional tournament, 35 points um, for these categories. So now potentially somebody's won a state, but it's a different regional, so it shouldn't be the same player. Um, so you can kind of keep up with that if you're trying to chase RNRS points, like some people I know like to do, Mr. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to be the first regional of the major tournament season. Again, hosted by Mike Lasky and Luke Taylor, Northwest Regional. It is listed on the Cactus site as Northeast, but Northeast does not include Bend, Oregon. So two and two always equals four, as long as you carry the three. And so it's the Northwest Regional Tournament, May 11th through the 13th. All right, so I assume this probably has a little bit to do with you as well or involves you. You're not hosting the New York State Tournament. That's our friend Mark Valake. It is May 19th and 20th, um, but I assume you're going to that because you hosted Absolutely. that last year, I right? I will be there, yep. I got my air mattress ready to go in my car, and I'm going to be camping out there overnight. So, well, not camping, but sleeping in the church. <laughs> nice. Oh, so, yeah, I'm super stoked. So, yeah, Mark and I talked closely about, uh, you know, who was going to host because I hosted New York State's the previous two years. Um, you always get me on for these tournament podcasts, so you know my tournament facts, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I hosted uh, New York State's the last two years, and – you know, I was like, well, Mark, I'm looking at trying to do regionals. So did you want to do states? And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. He's got a really uh, nice uh, play group developing uh, over there in Moravia. So, uh, yeah, I'm super stoked, super excited to uh, uh, be there, help him out whatever with whatever he needs. He's got a great group of people there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, speaking of New York State that you hosted last year, I believe that's actually when you were on the podcast the first time. Uh, was following the state tournament where you guys had pretty decent turnout. I think it was like what 19 people you had. Yeah. 18 and 19, something like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. And now it's kind of budded and grown. And now he's got a a ministry out of it with his church or uh, what have you. And is hosting this year. It's, it's nice to nice to see growth like that year over year for the health of the game. I think we can push 20, 20 some odd people. If I can get some people from, from my group to come. So that'll be good. I mean, he's got a good sized group there. We had, you would scroll, scroll around the block. Wow. I can't talk. Scroll with scroll around the block. We had, I think 17 people there. And I think uh, 11 or 12 of them were from, from his play group. So um, I think we can get a good number of people at this tournament. So that'll be a lot of fun. As excited as I was to go to Kenyon Lake, Texas for my first Nationals experience, and I I treasure the experience. 
I was a little bit disappointed when so many people were not able to make it because of, you know, the COVID situation or various mm-hmm. other reasons. Not to mention Texas is a, a long way for some people to travel depending on where you're located. And so you can't overstate that 10 plus hours is not for everyone when it comes to traveling. Um, but it's just, it's really, really encouraging to see that now there's potential state regional tournaments that are threatening the number of people that we had at that nationals. That's just mm-hmm. how much the, mm-hmm. the game has kind of had a, a buff in the last couple of years with, you know, people coming, trying the game out, coming back to the game, enjoying the game. And I think that's, you know, a credit to a lot of things like the work the elders have put in um, with trying to tame the game and make it, you know, healthy for all parties as opposed to just kind of like what other card games have turned into. You sit down and based on one early thing that happens in the game, you either win or lose. Oh, I didn't have a hand trap. I've got nothing to stop you. You win, you know, and then we go two out of three because it happens so fast. And, you know, redemption is more about the engagement and the interaction between players back and forth. Um, And it's just nice to see, the the fruits of all the talk. I think we talk a lot of times about the state of the game, the health of the game, the future of the game. But then when you start to actually see it with these tournaments popping back up in areas that haven't had tournaments in a while and healthy numbers at those spots, that's really encouraging to see. But I digress, not to go crazy about that. But uh, Mark's New York State tournament, he has sent the application to um, Rob. He has not posted it official. We can, we can just assume that this is going to go through, so I'll go ahead and provide this information to you. Um, thank, I want to thank Mark for reaching out and giving me this information to share with you all. Um, but that tournament's going to be May 19th through the 20th, hosted by Mark Valake, and that's going to be at First Baptist Church of Moravia, and that's in Moravia, New York. And I've got some other details here. From him, that registration deck check on Friday is going to be um, at 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. So it's going to be an evening start. So uh, people traveling in, they can travel that day and then get an evening start on the tournament. And then the next day, the deck check and registration is going to be 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And there is free overnight space at the church as long as you bring, like you mentioned, air mattress, sleeping bag, something like that. Oh yeah, I got I got a deluxe. I got a queen mattress that gets about two feet off the floor. It's like super thick, super comfortable. So I'm ready to go. I thought you were gonna tell me what events were Friday night. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's play. <laughs> well, I do have some events listed here, but here's the next one. And he put this in all caps because this is this is Mark telling you if you're anywhere in the area and you're thinking about a tournament you could go to, or if you're you know, from a farther distance away and you're like, hey, I want to add another state to my, you know, my tournament scene for this season. Okay. He's going to hook you right here because you get free meals from Friday evening through Saturday. All right. Let's go. Come on, John. Let's go. Get in your car. That's well, like a flight. I, I said Texas was a little, little far for some people. <laughs> New York's a little far for some people. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I wish I could be there. <laughs> but free meals from Friday evening through Saturday. And uh, he said that this is thanks to people in our church who want to support the redemption ministry, even if they're not playing. So there will be 
unofficial categories running at the same time as the official category. So if you're more of a casual player, you don't want to get in that super competitive flow. There's going to be unofficial categories and that's going to be type one, two player classic. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be throwback sealed deck. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. Okay. Throwback sealed deck using G and H starter decks. Oh man. Talk about, I mean, yeah. whoever gets reach of desperation is going to be all yep. right. All right. Nose off. Wow. I get, doesn't one of those have Moses with a fight by the numbers Moses. ability? Yep. Oh, oh man. yeah. I want a regionals with him once. There you go. Oh, yeah. And, and then there's going to be a contender deck. And these are the decks from your turn games that you can go and check out the profiles of those decks, figure out which one you like best by going to Rob M studios on YouTube. Give you a little plug. There you there. go. Um, yeah. Thanks buddy. But the contender deck type one, two player as an unofficial category. So, you're going to have a chance to play these casual categories. Um, but not only that, this is this is what I think is my favorite part about it. As he said, lastly, there will be a type half Ironman competition. A type half Ironman competition. So you know what type half is. If you don't, then you're confused like everyone else. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you got time to figure it out. But my favorite thing is... The the prize that you win if you win Iron Man. What do you think the prize is? Do you know? I don't know. Oh man. If you win type half, my buddy Mark is giving you half a box of super packs. <laughs> nice. Because you won type half, you get half a box. <laughs> that's that's epic. That is that is perfect. That is that is well, I gotta play now because I might need them for regionals. So um <laughs> better try to win them. <laughs> I mean this is this is absolutely a loaded schedule. It is tournament hosts are gonna have to like I'm not I'm not trying to call anyone out, but tournament hosting is is definitely something that you have to have a certain like um it's it's not just having people show up and names on paper organizing. This is it's all also about inviting them and making them feel welcome in your space and promoting you know, the game and the atmosphere and the fellowship in the best light possible. And I mean, Mark is just absolutely killing it. This is, this, this might make me want to go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm super stoked. What you- um, Mark's got a lot of experience with hosting, uh, you know, from when he first hosted back in uh, the early 2010 days. So um, yeah, I'm super excited. He's got a lot of, neat tricks up his sleeve it seems like with all the fun activities so we might just not sleep at all it seems with all the events (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's pretty awesome so you have that and again that's not listed yet on cactus game design website for current tournaments but the application has been sent so it should be getting added soon um i would think so yep not going to uh, put any type of uh, time expectation on it because Rob is a busy man. But whenever that that gets up updated, it'll have the details, the address to the church. Again, there's a place to stay. There's food provided, and there are categories that you won't get to play anywhere else. Um, why not? I mean, if you're <laughs> in the area, you gotta go. If you're in the area and you don't go. 
see me at nationals so that I can explain to you why you're a buffoon. Get to this tournament, guys. <laughs> Come on. Like that one that one's that one's got a little bit of everything. I mean, I I I got to up my game for regionals it sounds like cuz uh the plan is uh you know, it's not practice yeah either but northeast regionals is coming back to new york state after having lived in uh connecticut massachusetts playgroup for the last decade um <laughs> so yeah that's coming back to it's a new turf york. war that is the plan i already checked with uh john Mealishan, so you know he didn't try to send in a regional application as well so yeah the plan is uh june uh second and third at um Hope Christian Fellowship in Rochester, New York. So uh, the details will be on there soon once, uh, you know, Rob gets the time to, you know, check all the applications and get all that in. So, yep, in Rochester, New York, uh, Northeast Regionals. So we are going to have a play mat for the winner of Type 1-2 player. I can say that. Um, the plan is to do GOC only for booster draft. And... Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we'll have a good turnout between Rochester, Moravia, um, as well as the uh, Connecticut and Massachusetts. I'm sure most of those guys are going to come out. They're going to want the uh, regional points. So it's going to be tough competition with some some great players uh, from there heading over. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited. It'd be my first time hosting at the regional level. So upwards and onwards on that so it's excited to dip my toes into the regional scene and um yeah I, I i'm gonna have to come up with some more fun stuff to do it sounds like because mark's got a great list of things on his so yeah northeast regionals the plan is june 2nd and 3rd rochester new york at hope christian fellowship nice so that being on june 2nd and 3rd so road mapping we've got our first state we've got our first regional and then we add the state on may 19th and 20th that gives us our second state and then our second regional will be happening on june 2nd and 3rd uh so at that point based on information that we have that's two states two regionals but at the same time that you say that those dates june 2nd and 3rd is also going to be our third state tournament, and that is Idaho State Tournament. And that is going to be hosted by, uh, previously mentioned Mike Lasky, Godspeed 777, and Luke Taylor. And the location for that, I believe I, I said this last year um, when I, I gave an update about this tournament. Um, so it seems like it's in the same spot it was last year, but it's at Phoenix Fire Games, and that's in Meridian, Idaho. And cost for for this, you're going to get to play the uh, normal categories uh, are the not sealed uh, or booster categories for free. And then $15 for sealed and $30 for booster draft. And again, that's the second and third and play begins 11 a.m. each day. So if you're in the area, Idaho State Tournament. Um, and that's going to give us three state tournaments at this point, beginning of June. Um, obviously, other tournaments are potentially getting added, but we're just kind of road mapping it out before uh, 
anything gets added with the information that we have. Um, I do know that in addition to this, I can tell you in our area, we will have an Alabama State tournament, a a Tennessee State tournament, and also um, because I just have the perfect setup because we're a state line away from a different regional, we'll have East Central Regional in Tennessee and then also Southeast Regional in Alabama. So that's two more state, two more regional tournaments. And then, again, others are going to get added throughout this tournament season, but that's going to bring us to the national tournament where it comes full circle back to Knoxville, Tennessee. The only thing strong enough to make me go into that sea of orange is the national tournament or any tournament or just redemption in general. But the national tournament is July 27th through the 29th. So that's 27th, 28th, 29th. The host is Chris Fashman, Crash Fash on Discord. And the location is the previously mentioned for Mr. Classic, um, same church, Meridian Baptist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, The cost at the national level is going to be $5 per category for uh, type 1, 2 player, type 2, 2 player, type 1 teens. Um, And then sealed deck is going to be $20 and booster draft is going to be $30. And no official announcement has been made, but I assume that we're targeting and hoping for sealed deck, closed deck to be using new starter decks, the K&L starter decks or um, Israel's Deliverance, and then uh, Booster Draft potentially featuring the new set, Israel's Rebellion. So the road starts now to nationals, and you can just keep up with those dates for tournaments, even if you're not attending, if you're chasing the RNRS points. Um, But that's what we're looking at so far. Um, Again, tournaments will get added, but I want to just... In, in going over tournaments, I also want to go over some areas of focus or reminders, things that, you know, go hand-in-hand hand with the tournament season. So, first off, I will I will just shoot my shot here. I love sharing the results of the tournaments and having people that are interested in RNRS points not have to wait two, three weeks to see a result get posted on the Cactus website. I love Rob. I know that he, do, he does a lot. And he doesn't have a huge staff for for the game or whatnot. But by the time you see it posted, it's too late for it to actually be as relevant as it could have been for you to have known sooner, um, if that makes sense. I think I have enough 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 leeway there to say say that gracefully, right? Yeah. I mean. I would we, agree with that. And I, I love having it uh, published on here. It's really great. I know once I uh, have my events, I'll – share the results with you as, as soon as possible. So, yeah, you know, you know, like you said, Rob, you know, runs a, you know, cactus, he runs a company. So like redemption is, you know, one, only one piece of that. And so he has other things to do as well. So uh, it, it is great that he's still able to, to um, get those results on there, but you know, sometimes it's, you know, the time it takes to, for the host to mail it to Rob and then for Rob to, to get, the time to open everything up and, and then post it on there. So uh, yeah, when we can give results that same weekend, it's, it's great. We're, we're talking that potentially you're three weeks, depending on 
and that's a legitimate thing, potentially three weeks finding out the result of a tournament from the time that it, it happened. And I just, I'm, I'm perfectly, you know, capable of sharing the results, but I can't share results. I don't have. So if you don't feel comfortable providing me with that information, if players in your play group don't want their name shared, I get it. I don't have any, any arguments for that. But if you are willing to let those results be shared so that people can keep up with the tournament season as it happens and unfolds and, you know, kind of keep up with who's winning the RNRS points for these major tournaments as they happen, then feel free to share that with me. Um, if you need ways to share that, you can send it to me via Discord DM. If you would prefer email, I can provide you with my email Um I mean, I don't guess it hurts to say it here. It's Jay Hendricks, 6426, literally what my name, screen name is on everything. It's at Gmail, Jay Hendricks, 6426 at Gmail. If you see me on any anything and you want to know if it's true, that's going to be my name. Um, and that was the when I went to college for a year before I just, you know, dropped out and decided to go to work. <laughs> um that was the the number they assigned me, so it stuck with me. I use it for everything. It's it's cool, but at Gmail, if you want to email it, um, but I can't share results that I don't have. But this is me saying that I love sharing the results, and if you're willing to share those, I want them so that we can each week, as a tournament happens, tell you the results of that tournament, and kind of do it more in in real time. You know, within a week, whenever that episode happens. But generally, these are coming out on Tuesdays. And tournaments are happening on Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. And then, boom, we can have the result that Tuesday. So that's just me shooting my shot, okay? I've done it. Give me the results if you're willing to share those. But do you remember last year when we had, I forget what triggered it, but I think there was a lot of, there was a lot of talk about people taking time, negative play experience, and then... Um, I don't know what it was that made Gabe actually send out, but he sent out an update or just a reminder about certain etiquette when okay, yep. doing tournaments. Um, so I, I thought it'd be good since we're talking about tournaments, go ahead and just hit that, nip that in the bud, help the elders out and share, you know, Hey, we said it last year. It was important. Then it's important every time there's tournaments, but since we're going into tournament season, just here's another gentle reminder of what was an issue last year or not, not an issue, but something that needed to be brought up again as a reminder so that it's on the record of we're pushing this so that you know about it. Um, so I thought it'd be good to review that. So I'll, I'll, I'll read you this from, this is literally from Gabe's post last, last season. He said, as we head towards nationals with all of the state and regional tournaments taking place, we'd like to give everyone a reminder, a friendly reminder of a few expectations during your redemption games. And these are for official tournaments, but, I mean, they just carry over as etiquette for any type of games that you play, casual, unofficial tournaments. I mean, probably some of these things still apply. Like if you're playing in the Iron Man at Mr. Classic, probably shouldn't be playing on your phone constantly while you're trying to play that game. Just common, common sense. <laughs> but so be smart and apply these where, where applicable. Um, but for official tournaments, they are definitely enforced. Players are not allowed to use mobile devices during tournament play. If you have one on your person, it must remain put away and silenced. 
And I know at nationals, they requested for them not to be face down on top of the table to literally be out of, out of sight, out of mind. So just mobile devices, cameras, uh, notwithstanding, like if you're using that, um, you have some kind of setup for streaming. I'm sure that tournament hosts can, can rule on that and, and give grace where needed for that. But like just your phone, your average phone probably needs to be put up. Don't be texting during a game. I know, I know Rob, that's your, your biggest thing is you, you sit down to play someone and then you have to text 10 other people, right? <laughs> nope. Just doing that streaming. Right. So <laughs> I get the camera set up for that. The second point that was made was all cards in your deck need to be facing the same direction with the sleeve opening on the same side. Having cards facing different directions is the equivalent of marking cards in your deck. And this is, this is the point because immediately my thought is flip characters. If someone's using it one way or the other more often, they might flip it. You don't get the choice to do that, unfortunately. Um, right. And they said that we understand that meek flip characters make this more likely to happen. So we ask that players be mindful of this. So, like, if you if you usually take your Noah and convert him, and then when you shuffle your deck next time, it might be facing a different way because you were using the rainbow side of him last. But that's technically marking cards. It falls in line with that. There's no way to tell who's done it accidentally and who's done it intentionally. So instead of writing that gray line, gray area, it's just it's going to be all one way. Then the third point was while completing an ability that requires you to view a deck, discard pile, reserve, banish pile, hand, or any subset of cards from one of those locations, you may not view cards from any location not included in that ability. So um, you can't you can't search for a card in your reserve and then pick your hand up and look at it to decide which card you need in your reserve. That comes back to Mr. Tyler Stevens' favorite point know your deck. So right. I guess we'll add that as a, a little subset of this is Tyler's yelling at everyone. Know your deck <laughs> in tournament season, know your deck. There's two examples given here. One says when an ability allows you to take a card from your reserve, you may not view your hand while completing that ability, which is kind of like I said there. And then the other one is your discard pile must be a single stack with only the top card revealed it cannot be fanned out so that multiple cards are visible at the same time. Again, that's public knowledge. If an pl- opponent asks to see your um, discard pile, you let them see your discard pile. There's no, uh, you have to give permission or any of that. Now, it's kind of rude for them to just reach over and take it. There should be a request there, but it's not like it's a request that you're going to say no to. But, so the it's public knowledge, but it can't be fanned out so that when you're searching for your reserve, you can just glance over and look and see a bunch of cards in your discard pile. Or if you're looking in your your deck, you can see what's in your discard pile. That's unfair advantage potentially. So it's just very, very straightforward there. Another thing that I would like to say um, that kind of happened last tournament season was they changed it to where anytime a card is removed from your deck, anytime you, you, you look at a card, search a card, whatever, um, and it moves locations, you have to show that card to show that it's not a soul. This happened with like Herod's Temple, just top, reserving the top card of a deck. Well, we were having to show it if it was a soul to put it in play, but then 
that kind of leaves open that somebody could put a soul in their reserve without saying anything. Just take that away. All cards now are revealed to show that they're not a, a soul if you take a card from a location, move locations. So keep that in mind. Also last year we had the 30-second uh, timer, and I don't think we're going to have as many issues now with the one territory class uh, enhancement rule, um, limiting those to one per turn, either in your prep phase or your discard phase. You can only do one territory class card. So that should slow this down a good bit and not cause so much activity to be happening in the prep phase or discard phase. But be mindful and respectful of your players that you're playing against. And 30 seconds, I think now is a more appropriate time for the fact you're activating maybe two or three abilities. Uh, you know, you put a site down, you get a search, you go get your math, you go get your your whatever, uh, or you get like a fortress with a Egypt or something, then maybe you activate an artifact, okay, and then you activate your territory class enhancement. Okay, two or three abilities, let's go into battle. So I think that kind of almost solves itself, but just be mindful of that. You got anything else that, that you can think of just, Areas of focus to, to keep in mind during tournament season to kind of speed things along and keep things moving at a at a good pace and also being fair for all players. Since you're the tournament host here, I've never hosted a tournament personally. Um, I've just, you know, gone to a bunch of them. I haven't actually hosted them. But is there anything else that you see maybe you want to add to that list? Um, only other thing I would say is just for, like, tournaments is just, you know, making sure that you have your next – your deck list ready, have your your decks in order. Um, I know that can be frustrating at times for uh, some hosts. It's just, you know, we want to get there. You know, you come to a tournament, you want to play. But in order to play, the deck has to be legal. So we got to check it. We got to make sure it's ready. So, you know, make sure your deck follows your deck list. Make sure it's in order. You know, have all your souls together, all your dominance together, uh, so, so on and so forth. So just having that organized is really helpful, something that I continue to work on, even just my small little group with is, is uh, you know, you know, we're doing a tournament, you know, make sure it's ready for me to check it, ready to go. So, yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would add to that. Just make sure you got that deck list ready. That's, that's definitely good advice. Um, and don't be dragging to get to deck check. Like, if you show up to a tournament and you have to, have to tweak your deck, you didn't really put in as much preparation as you could have, uh, but be respectful in that situation and don't don't have them beg you to come over there to get your deck checked because, I mean, people that are hosting are volunteering their time, and when you have the full event and you're expected to be involved with the whole event, deck checking is just part of that. And if you make it take longer just because you're not ready, well, now some other area is suffering potentially, so just help the people that are hosting the tournament stay efficient and, uh, you know, with their time and be as prepared as you can. That's, that's just, that's good discipline there. Absolutely. And remember to have fun. Yes. Have fun too. Definitely have fun. Um, so before we get ready to wrap up, I've got one other thing as far as like something that I want to share because I forget where I got this from. I know that it was ruled that way. Chris told me, the ruling at nationals last year. And I remember playing against, I forget, I forget his name. 
Iowa State fan, um, one type A uh, a few years ago because I ended up buying his Son of God national promo for my collection. Uh, played a music. He, he, he whooped me real bad last year at nationals with a music leader deck or music deck. Um, and he had this tractor. And I, I, I feel so terrible. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. We ended up playing him in teams as well. But I'm, I'm sorry. If you listen to this podcast, I am sorry. I will do a better job with your name in the future. Anyway, um, he had a little tractor that he put down on his, on the target for three woes. And it's, this comes up at least once every tournament. Someone asks about three woes. Three woes is one of those dominants that seems straightforward, but causes so many like questions. Like what can you, what can you negate? Does it go away as soon as the dominant leaves? Which it does. If your if your three woes is shuffled, the negate ends. It does not go through the phase, even though it says for a round or whatever, because it says place in territory, and the place has to be active for that ability to be ongoing. So once it's no longer placed, it's no longer active, just like a territory class character or enhancement. Once it leaves, it's gone. Uh, I know some some people aren't aware of that, so dispelling spelling some confusion around it that. But also this this token or this this marker that he put on the target that he was negating. If you forget to say in your upkeep phase, you forget to announce your target, you can't you can't just say naturally, oh, I, I'm keeping it on there. I know that that happens a lot in um, on Lackey because it's just you you put the little whatever the green whatever you put the number on there to mark it and it just stays marked. But there's actually a ruling and I forget where I got that. It might have been in the tournament hose, but somewhere. But if you mark the target, then it keeps going for the next round without you having to say it because it's marked. But if you don't, then you have to say it each time. And if you pass and you don't say it, then you've lost your negate. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Have you have you seen where I wish I had I had looked it up and actually found where that was. Do you do you recall reading that anywhere about a token? I I I do not. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I'm gonna go and see if I can find it real quick because I I feel like now that I've talked about it, I should point people to where it's at. Um, but I remember asking Chris about it last year because someone forgot to announce their target and then after they started doing something I told them that they couldn't do it because my territory class character was back on because they didn't re-announce their target and I got a ruling on that in my favor and then afterwards Chris came to me and explained that that was the official ruling um I have I have some (laughs) more tournament dates have just been given to me oh nice (laughs) So you'll feel the silence here while I'm looking for this with tournament dates. Let's hear them. All right. So tentatively, Connecticut State Tournament will be April 22nd, uh, Massachusetts State Tournament, May 13th. And then uh, we are looking at uh, either a Pennsylvania or Maryland State Tournament happening sometime in June, possibly June 17th. That's uh, when I'll be driving down to host, so... Most likely in Pennsylvania, but if that does not work out, we will uh, go our second year in a row to Maryland and host down there. So 
Nice. So that's, uh, if I kept up right, that's three more state tournaments. So yeah, um, out in, uh, so John Mealition, it looks like they will be hosting Connecticut, April 22nd, Massachusetts, May 13th. And then I'll be driving down to either Pennsylvania or Maryland for, uh, most likely June 17th. Nice. Had to get that in there for Rob Smith. Cause he'd be like, you didn't mention Maryland or Pennsylvania. <laughs> Come on. We've been planning this so hard. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. Chasmanian devil just got back to me about, uh, about the other Northeastern states. Well, I don't know exactly where, I saw the confirmation, but I remember reading it and it worked great. Like, cause I was like, okay, Chris got me that ruling and now I found confirmation and it was just like, this is something that like, it was kind of a gray area. I didn't realize it worked that way or that that was actually worked into the rules of the game. And then I found it and it was cool, but now I can't find it again. <laughs> so, so we'll just say that that, I saw that somewhere. You'll have to take my word for it. But that's how Chris ruled it at Nationals. Um, So I just wanted to share that with you because Three Woes is one of those cards that finds its way into just about every deck, if not every deck. And just kind of knowing that um, because it it creates kind of almost a a situation where you, you possibly upset the person that you're playing if they go to they go to do something and then say you've got Jonah, they've woes him, but they didn't say anything. And then you don't acknowledge it until they try to do something. Then you're like, Hey, you never updated your target on that. And now they're upset because it's playing out a different way than they thought it should. Mm-hmm. And even though you're in the right, you're, you you did not do anything wrong, but just explaining the, the, the usage of that, that little thing can, can avoid a little bit of uh negative interaction between players where, you know, something didn't go someone's way, even though they had the negate on the board, they just didn't realize that they had to say it. So announce your, your woes targets in upkeep. But apart from that and the additional tournaments that we just found out about, I think that about wraps it up for this podcast, laying the roadmap to the major tournament season that is forthcoming and getting kicked off in Knoxville, Tennessee, and wrapping up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Starts with Mr. Classic, ends with Nationals. And the goal is all those sweet national promos, baby. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Rob. Thank you for uh, tagging along for this, and thank you for all your work you do hosting uh, tournaments and, you know, making it, providing a space for players to play the game. Um, People like you and, and people that host tournaments I don't know if uh, it gets uh, as much credit as it should because without a tournament for people to show up to, the game doesn't grow. And I've only talked about state and uh, regional tournaments, the national. I haven't talked about all of the local and districts that people put on on a consistent basis because if we were to list all of those out, we'd be here literally all night. But the people that put on those tournaments like you – just for example, like Roy's group in Texas at the arena, uh, Brandon at the arena, always hosting tournaments. That guy doesn't get the thanks that he deserves from the, the full community, but 
I mean, having a space, especially in a brick and mortar store to have redemption, that's awesome. That's growth for the future of the game. That's something that you don't have in a lot of areas that this game is even active, like where you have the game active. Not all those places have the opportunity to have a brick and mortar store where other people are playing other card games and getting, you know, the chance to be exposed to redemption. So that's cool. Just anybody that's hosting those tournaments to try to build play groups and start from scratch. If you're hosting tournaments, I want you to know, I thank you for your impact on the game. The players that play in those tournaments, they thank you. It's people willing to host tournaments that actually advance the future of the game. So thank you, Rob, and all people like you. Thanks for having me on, John. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. This has been episode number 50 of the Threshing Floor Podcast. I want to thank you, as always. I want to thank Rob M. for coming on and helping me out with the episode. And hopefully you guys are as excited as I am for this upcoming tournament season and hoping to have just the best season that we've had with the game with a lot of new players playing, a lot of players getting better and improving, and just a lot of excitement about tournaments and tournaments happening in a lot of areas and quite possibly one of the boldest unofficial tournaments to happen to date, Mr. Classic. We're all excited for that. So can't wait to see you out there this tournament season. Appreciate you listening. Peace.